Boston is poised to meet the challenges of tomorrow and become an even greater city with a confidence rooted deep in the heart of Texas. Once upon a time, there was a magical town deep in the heart of Texas. It was home to musicians, artists, filmmakers, and visionaries. I come on public access and hang out. I'm on 24 hours a day, they say. <laughs> yeah, pretty, pretty close. Unfortunately, Austin, Texas, as we knew it, is gone. It is now Machete Town, USA. The Austin Police Association president says a teenager was randomly and violently attacked by a, quote, machete-wielding maniac. You know, as I was running, uh, he chased me down like his life depended on, you know, ending mine. It's a larger problem. There's a, just a, a kind of a atmosphere of lawlessness in this city. So at this point now, APD needs to do their job. The city of Austin needs to address that. We have a growing homeless problem that is an aggressive homeless problem, you know, and it is constantly getting worse. It was just another evening for Joshua Walker as he walked his dog in East Riverside, but things took a turn for the worse after he passed a homeless camp. He says four attackers with two weapons, a knife and a machete approached him. Last thing I remember really was uh, getting pricked, pricked in my back. It just felt like just a little prick here, but then I got hit in my head. Something really bad happened right here. I knew it right away. Austin's police union is crediting an APD officer with saving a life after a security guard was attacked with a machete at a downtown Austin hotel. The guard actually stopped Bergen from stealing something off a table. Soon after, Bergen returned with the machete, slinging it at the security guard, slicing his arm about two-thirds of the way through. Tonight, Austin police are searching for a man armed with a machete and other weapons. They say he is robbing people and hurting his victims multiple homes and neighbors hit by robberies all along West Runberg Lane and linked to one suspect, according to Austin police. In the heart of Machete Town, 6th Street, the musicians have been replaced by machete-wielding homeless lunatics thanks to the grifting of the city council, a council that continues to pretend that the old Austin exists to keep the outside money in Californians flowing in. Recently, shooting down the latest attempt to have its coffers audited in an effort to apparently cover up the revelations of at least a decade of corruption. The police force has been decimated, and the ones that remain work long hours and face jail time if they don't tow Soros D.A. Garza's Marxist line. At night, 6th Street is transformed from a homeless toilet into a shooting gallery where tourists are murdered as they are still being drawn to the city with the promise of what it once was. The moment DeAndre White learned his fate, he will spend the next 30 years in prison for a shooting that lasted a few seconds. But for Julia Cantor, the mother of Doug Cantor, who died in the 2021 mass shooting on 6th Street, her life was forever altered much earlier. The damage one evil person did with no regard for life took from all of us a beautiful, pure soul. Cantor had just graduated and went to Austin with his childhood friends to celebrate. Among the charges 23-year-old Taylor Marie Cartwright is facing, 
aggravated assault with a deadly weapon. KXAN's Brittany Glass spoke with the tourist she's accused of choking until he almost passed out. A caller stated on the north side of Lady Bird Lake, 20 feet in the water, he thinks he found a dead body. According to the police, they arrived to the scene to find a person dead in the lake along Cesar Chavez between South 1st Street and Congress, bringing fear to the group of friends and those that frequent the trail. We're all from Utah. We're here on for work, so there's like no reason he should be missing at all. Even worse, the council continues to sell the illusion that Machete Town is a safe environment for thousands upon thousands of visiting filmmakers, tech gurus, and musicians from all over the world, ignoring in true left-wing fashion the very real danger lurking in the shadows. It may be too late to give this advice, but in the words of Gibby Haynes of the Butthole Surfers, don't move here. John Baum reporting for InfoWars. Get me common sense machete control. I think that's the solution. InfoWars.com. Share that video, folks. Be right back. We have products that will change your life that are amazing. I want to sell you products that really work so you want them again. But if you don't support us, we won't be here. Plus, you really need Body's Ultimate Turmeric Formula, 95% curcuminoid. The strongest other top brands are 75, 80%. Nobody makes it 95. We went to the top, one of the top makers. We said, we want the strongest you can make. Body's Ultimate Turmeric Formula, 40% off, InfoWarsStore.com. We have Nitric Boost, 40% off. We've been selling Nitric Boost for a couple of years. Never had it below 25 because there was hardly any profit there. We went to a place that gives us stuff just as good or even better. It's where we're getting it from. And it's 40% off passing the savings on to you. Nitric Boost, you need to experience it, you need to take it. So InfoWarsStore.com for Nitric Boost. And so many other great products as well, like TurboForce, 10-hour clean energy back in stock. InfoWarsStore.com, TurboForce. American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. back ladies and gentlemen this is the american journal taking a international view once again of what the hell's going on around here let's talk about what's going on in israel they're calling it the flower massacre of course cnn calls it a chaotic incident but most massacres are chaotic incidents, I would imagine. We don't need to go over the whole history of what's been going on in Gaza for the last five months. As you know, basically all of the people in Gaza have fled to the southernmost part of that country, an area called Rafah, which Israel is now bombing and on the cusp of invading. Seems like they're getting a little bit desperate, as this story from the Palestinian uh, palestinechronicle.com Relays Israel army Israeli army in Gaza in a state of shock, according to Yedioth Aronoth. The Israeli army is experiencing a shock in the wake of nearly 150 days of conflict and suffers from severe manpower issue. The Israeli newspaper Yedioth Aronoth reported on Friday. Following 147 days of combat, the army is experiencing intensifying personnel shortages. The newspaper reported, highlighting how the Israeli army 
is calling for another 7,500 officer and non-commissioned officer positions, while the Treasury is currently only approving 2,500. Approximately 582 soldiers have fallen in battle, and several more are physically and psychologically wounded to the extent they're unable to return to their roles, the report added, noting that a significant number of commanders who led their troops as expected also fell in battles, necessitating training for their replacements. So it, uh, well, it is going well for anybody in this conflagration. Least of all, the Israeli army, who somehow, while being incapable of taking over Gaza in an effective or, or reasonable way, are now turning their sights on Lebanon and Hezbollah. So this is uh, suicidal for them, except that, you know, at a certain point, if they get themselves in enough trouble, America has to come in and save them. So it seems like Israel is, is doing everything it can to provoke Hezbollah, who has enough munitions to literally level all of Tel Aviv. I mean, they're and so funny people. So I, I laid out that, that timeline in the first segment, the tweet that I did where I was like, Israel's going to invade Lebanon. Hezbollah is going to respond very powerfully. Israel is going to be in a lot of trouble. So America is going to have to get involved. Once America gets involved, Iran is likely to get involved. And that's how the, the World War III level situation emerges in, in um, Israel. Now, that was the only really part of speculation I put in there. Even though it's not really that much speculation, this is the announced and, and acknowledged publicly plan of, of Israel. They say they're going to go into Lebanon. America says if Hezbollah gets involved, we'll get involved. So like these are the dominoes that are set up. I'm just suggesting they might start falling soon. But that's the only really part of speculation. Other than that, I just talk about what's going on in Ukraine with Russia on the offensive now with NATO seemingly doing everything it can to provoke Russia by saying they're going to send soldiers, by sending long range missiles, by doing all sorts of things that are again leading us towards another flashpoint of World War Three. And then I talk about the leftist militias here in America and all these. Things. So none of this is speculation except for the speculation as to what will happen in the future should the inevitable things happen. And then I get responses on Twitter that are like, you guys need to stop dropping acid and coming up with, you know, dystopian fever dreams. It's just like, okay, look, if I'm listing world events and you think it sounds like an acid trip fever dream, of dystopian proportion, you should probably be paying more attention. Really nothing in that was speculation. Nothing in that was a fever dream. I'm just, I'm just listing what's happening around the world. And to you, it sounds like a dystopian fever dream. Hey, maybe we're in a dystopian fever dream. Maybe the aspect of this that sounds to you like an acid trip is because our leaders are insane and doing things that make no sense without being on hardcore drugs. So that's on you to figure this out, not on me to not talk about it, which is very interesting, very revealing these things. Then other people going, um, Hezbollah is, is going to get wiped out by Israel. It's like, really? Because that's not what everyone in the know says. And again, this is what we've tried to point out since the beginning of this conflict is that the real enemy of Israel that they're really concerned about is not Hamas, it's Hezbollah. They are massively armed. They have incredible weapons. They are allied with Syria and Iran. They've already proven themselves on the battlefields of Syria by destroying ISIS to a large degree. I mean, this is the major threat to Israel. 
that you can notice if you are looking for it. If you aren't looking for it, they don't really mention Hezbollah all that much. Sort of as a sideshow, they sort of say, oh, yeah, and if Hezbollah gets involved, we'll get involved. But they don't, you know, they don't want to pro- uh, project to their enemies and portray to everybody in the world, we're terrified of this eventuality, but they are. And you can see that if you read through the lines. So all that to say is it might give some context context as to why the Israelis seem to be taking such desperate measures in Gaza, as we'll get into in just a second. But the other thing that you always hear when you talk about the just mind-blowingly horrible things that Israel does, just, I mean, it really is beyond description. And it sort of makes the Nazis pale in comparison. And that's one thing I, I want to talk about here. I don't know if we need like a, a scoreboard or something, but there was a image macro people put out. I don't want to call it a meme because it wasn't exactly funny, but it was basically divided the number of children killed uh, by the days that have taken place. And it had, you know, Hitler and, and killing the 6 million Jews. It was like, you killed like 120 uh, children a day. Benjamin Netanyahu over the last five months has killed 170 children a day. So if you're talking about proportionality, are the Israelis worse than the Nazis? At least in that regard, I think they might be. But also in the, the glee they seem to take from the horrible things that they do. And again, we'll get into this. We'll show you. We'll show you the glee. We'll show you the videos that the IDF themselves put out that show them massacring pe- starving people who they pretended to give bread to before killing them. I'm not just making all this up. They're gleeful about it, and it's horrifying. And so when you bring that up, you know, a lot of what you get, really the only response that can theoretically make sense is they go, oh, so you're just believing Hamas's numbers? It's like you're sitting there watching a video where it's just like body parts littered across the ground. It's just like dead children massacred, just the most horrible thing you've ever seen. And they're like, oh, so you believe Hamas? It's like, I believe my eyes. I believe the things I'm seeing taking place on an everyday basis for five months. It makes no sense. We've talked about it before. It's this, it's this putting off onto your enemies, whatever claims that people are making. So if you say, hey, you know, America really did provoke Russia. We entered Ukraine and we're like using them as a proxy and helping them to separate themselves from Russia, even when the populace itself didn't want to do it. And they go, oh, so you just believe everything Putin says? Just like, no, I'm, I'm looking at the things that have happened in the world. Putin is telling the truth about those things. So we happen to align in this case. It's not because Putin said it. You can watch the election be stolen right in front of you. And they go, oh, so you just believe everything Trump says about the election? No, I saw it, and Trump's telling the truth about it. And when you see massacre after massacre after massacre take place against women and children in Gaza, I'm not believing Hamas, especially in the sense that nobody is contesting these numbers. Nobody is saying actually only 5,000 people have died. Everybody recognizes from the Red Cross to Israel themselves to Hamas and the, and the Palestinian Authority to American military, as this headline relates. More than 25,000 women and children killed in Gaza, according to the U.S. Defense Secretary. So I, Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin seems to believe this. So I think it's, it's probably a pretty good, reasonable thing. If anything, he's probably undercounting it. 
And I think 25,000 women and children is uh, the lowest level I would, I would put on this. Now, the flower massacre. What people are calling the flower massacre. Stories at InfoWars, Israel opens fire on crowd of thousand Gazans waiting for food, killing over 100. CNN calls the massacre a chaotic incident. Mainstream media and the Israeli military were lambasted online Thursday after Israeli Defense Force soldiers shot into a huge crowd of Palestinians and CNN downplayed the massacre as a, quote, chaotic incident. The current toll being reported by the press is 104 deaths and 760 injuries. The numbers came from the Palestinian Ministry of Health in Gaza and have yet to be verified. However, an Israeli official did confirm to CNN that IDF troops fired live rounds on people surrounding an aid truck, claiming, quote, the crowd approached the forces in a manner that posed a threat to the troops who responded to the threat with live fire. So let's explain exactly what that means, okay? The people of Gaza are literally dying of starvation. Multiple children have been reported as having starved to death in Gaza as a result of the deliberate policy of starvation carried out in Gaza by the IDF, who have denied them fuel, food, and water since the start of this excursion that they've taken. So you have a starving population of refugees. You go into, you drive a truck in there with a big sign that says free bread. The people in their desperation run to try to get the food to save their lives. And you say, I feel threatened. And you, you shoot them and you kill the people who are running, starving and desperate for food. You say they were running at us and you kill them. This is called in um, military terms, a trap. That's a trap. So they set a trap. People ran to get the food they needed to survive, and you shot them. Now, here what we're seeing is the drone footage captured by the IDF, who for some reason had a surveillance drone in position to capture this. Some shocking things about this. First of all, the sheer number, and let's leave this full screen because people need to be able to see this. The sheer number of people, the mass of humanity we're dealing with, this is way more than 1,000 people. And it goes on and on. And you think like, oh, my God, look at all these people. It's like, an, it's like an ant colony. It's like a swarming of people running to these food trucks to get sustenance. And then it like pans over and you realize you're only looking at a third of the people, half the people, a quarter of the people. And by the way, the people surrounded, all of these dark spots are the places where bombs have previously landed. And it's just, I mean, the mass of humanity that we're seeing here. Imagine every one of these little dots on the screen that you're seeing is a starving person. Every single one of these is a human being. Imagine being one of them. Imagine being one of these people desperate for food, running to a food truck and being shot by the people supposedly delivering you aid. Did I tell you how evil these people are yet? Have I explained to you why I'm sort of no holds barred on this whole situation? It's not a, well, you know, they did kill a couple hundred people in Israel five months ago. No, it doesn't matter. This is sickening. What Israel is doing to Gaza is a sickening thing and should make anybody with any human empathy at all uh, feel sick, feel sick to this. But, of course, as they as they did with the hospital bombing that they carried out early on in this conflict, another ridiculous claim that they made where they're just saturation bombing the entire area. They hit a hospital and then they go, no, actually, that was them. Actually, that was they bombed themselves in that case. All the other bombs, that was us. But that one that hit the hospital that everybody's mad about. That's not us. And if you say it's us, you're an anti-Semite, and that's a blood libel. It's like, okay, stop. Stop it. Just stop. 
We get it. We know what's happening. We understand what's going on. Your lies only make the whole thing more ridiculous. It puts a layer of absurd callousness on top of the brutal massacres you're carrying out. So don't do that anymore. Stop lying. Stop it. You killed these people. You bragged about it. You filmed it with the drone. You published the video yourselves. That video is from the IDF with the drone they had pre-stationed to capture the massacre. And then they published it on purpose. People are like, why would they, you know, why would they do that? It's like they're telling on them. No, they're bragging. They're happy about this. They're celebrating this. There's telegram channels where people are rejoicing over this, right? From at I really hate you on Twitter. One of several Israeli telegram channels dedicated to rejoicing over Palestinian death. Quote, first footage of the, what they're calling, we call the flower massacre. They're calling the blessed massacre. You can see clearly they're fighting for their lives for survival. Cannibalism is on the way. We must starve them until the long-awaited cannibalism. Okay, so lots of likes, lots of laughing faces. It's very funny to starve people until they're so desperate they want to eat their own children. That's our greatest ally, Israel. Now, again, it's bizarre because as this InfoWars article reports, an Israeli official did confirm to CNN that IDF troops fired live rounds on people surrounding an aid truck. Okay, so that's not up for debate. They did it on purpose, okay? They bragged about it. They filmed it. They released the videos themselves, the one we just saw with the overhead view to see it all. Uh, Sarah at uh, S-A-H-O-U-R-A-X-O on Twitter says Israeli gunned down hundreds of Palestinians waiting for food in Gaza, starving civilians. It's called genocide, not a chaotic incident. Now, here's another thing about this. When the Nazis were having trouble taking Russia, were bogged down in Stalingrad, uh, Russia also was having trouble doing things like feeding its own citizens. And for a time, Hermann Goering suggested that the Nazis send food trucks into Russia and then kill the people when they come out to try to get the food. That tactic was, while considered by the Nazis, deemed a little too, a little too beyond the pale. The Nazis were like, all right, we're bad, but like, that's really, like, we're not going to do that. That's crazy. That's, we're not going to do that. Israelis don't quite have the, the, the same hesitation. They just went ahead and did it. So yes, the Nazis did consider doing something like this, but it was beyond the pale for them. It's too far for the Nazis to go. Yeah, and Israel, not so much. So Israel sent in the food. Israel sent in soldiers. Israel fired on the starving people that Israel starved, that Israel blockaded and prevented from getting aid. And then they, they killed them. That's called, a, that's called a trap. That's a trap they carried out. Now, we can see the videos of the actual shooting here, clip number 15. Uh, you know, again, this was, in, this was posted, this video was posted in response to uh, another Israeli account saying, you know, actually it was a stampede. It was those crazy Gazans just stampeding each other. And then the person posted this video going, uh, no, it, you shot them. It's on video. Stop lying. Here's the video. It's the, it's the tracer rounds from the stampede. It's the crackling gunfire of uh, chaos and a stampede that took place. Now, they sent in food to starving people and then shot the people running to get the food, okay? And it goes on and on. So we can pull that down, but the video's uh, longer than that. But they are, they are desperately trying to come up with some other thing that maybe could tell us 
because I mean, they know, their people know, everybody knows they did it on purpose, they're happy about it, they celebrate it. But for the rest of the world, they, it doesn't look, it frankly doesn't look good. When you're doing things that made the uh, Nazis bulk at the the sheer hatred and, and viciousness and callousness and, and deception that it would take, but when you're doing things worse than the Nazis ever did, you want to come up with a reason why it's actually not your fault and the hospital bombed itself actually. So they're doing kind of the same thing here. Uh, clip number 16, UK Sky News, it tries to find another reason. These are the other reasons that Israel said that the massacre they carried out happened. Let's see if there's any legitimacy to these claims, shall we? Let's watch clip 16. There's three different explanations we're hearing from the IDF so far. Initially, it was that there was a stampede that caused loads of people to die. Then there was a suggestion that a truck had actually driven by a civilian driver, had mown down a load of the Palestinians. Then there was a suggestion that actually that this was potentially Hamas stealing the aid. Yeah, maybe it was Hamas. Maybe it was a stampede. Uh, maybe it was a recurrence of the Black Plague. Maybe it was a meteorite. Or maybe you already said you shot them. You already said you shot them. By the way, 104 is the official number. I've seen numbers up to 150. Uh, that's killed 700 plus uh, wounded in this event. So not everybody who was shot died. 700 of them survived this brutal and horrific massacre. Okay. Let's just. What, the Palestinians? Oh, yeah. Oh, you're just saying that, okay, you're not live. All right. Yeah, Palestinian, but, you know, obviously the 700 people who were shot, they'll probably recover in uh, Palestine's uh, state-of-the-art hospitals, though though one and a half that remain, I think. I mean, it doesn't have medicine or food or water or fuel or electricity, but I'm sure they'll be fine. Almost worse. I don't know, almost worse. Well, probably a lot of the 700 that were shot are going to die from their wounds. It's just not going to be an instant death. It'll be a slow, as agonizing, uh, gangrenous death. So maybe the, the martyrs that died quickly actually ended up uh, best. So there you go. Again, Jake Shields points out this is a real news headline. Thousands of hungry Palestinians were waiting for food when the IDF opened fire, killing over 100 of them. And the headline says hungry Palestinians looking for food made Israel, Israeli soldiers feel unsafe, says the army. Yeah, 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 yeah. And again, uh, it's just stupid for them to try to come up with other things that this could be when they already have headlines like this. The 146th, the day of the war, soldiers fired at a crowd in Gaza that attacked aid food trucks, reports of dozens of dead. Uh, this from Haaretz, and it's quoting, um, it's the Israeli military, quoting the Israeli army. They already admitted it. So stop, stop trying to come up with other things this is. But I guarantee you, six months from now, if you bring up the flower massacre, people are going to say, uh, you mean when the Palestinians trampled each other and Hamas opened fire? Like these lies have a way of sticking. They have a way of uh, being repeated over and over until people actually think they're true. They're not, though. They're just lies. Uh, Christ Gnosis, Christ underscore Gnosis on Twitter says they have no shame this morning. And this is from the IDF official Twitter account. X account. This morning, humanitarian aid trucks entered northern Gaza, sent by Israel, I remind you. Residents surrounded the trucks and looted the supplies being delivered. As a result of the pushing, trampling, and being run over by the trucks, dozens of Gazans were killed and injured. It was probably the, it was probably the trampling, maybe the trucks. I mean, sure, we did start shooting a lot of them, but we think it was probably the trampling or the trucks that did it. Thanks, IDF. Greatest allies. Our greatest allies. What would we do without you? Again, I, I just am 
horrified and shocked at every new news story from the Israeli war. But this one might be the worst that we've seen. Al Jazeera, the flower massacre, how Gaza food killings unfolded and how Israel's story changed. At least, okay, they have a number of 112 Palestinians have been killed and more than 750 wounded after Israeli troops opened fire on hundreds waiting for food in the southwest city of uh, Gaza, uh, Gaza City. The incident unfolded about, uh, what is that, uh, 4.30 local time on Thursday when people congregated uh, on the street in Gaza where aid trucks carrying flour were believed to be on the way. The convoy of aid trucks passed through the checkpoint heading north as people started gathering in large groups. According to Israeli military, a convoy of 31 trucks entered Gaza, but nearly tw uh, 20 entered the north on Monday and Tuesday as people gathered in large groups waiting for much-needed aid. They were shot at by all kinds of military equipment. Al, uh, Al Jazeera's Hani Mahmoud reported from Rafa, according to a report by the Associated Press, people pulled boxes of flour and canned goods off the truck. After the first round of shooting stopped, People return to the trucks only for soldiers to open fire once again. Okay. All right. So that's the story. Brutal, horrific massacre, genocide. We're seeing it play out in real time. If only somebody could do something to stop it. If only there was some massive superpower that could step in and prevent the horrible Holocaust we're seeing. If only there was some country that wasn't controlled like a puppet by Israel. Could be us. InfoWars is listener-supported, and we appreciate your donations. But buy a product and support your health, too. The curcuminoids in turmeric is one of nature's most powerful and beneficial medicines. Raw turmeric root contains about 5% of this incredible medicine. But our bodies has been formulated to contain over 95%. This makes bodies one of the most powerful natural antioxidants in the world. Combined with other natural herbs, bodies will help improve mobility, flexibility, and immunity. Get some today, now 40% off. Support your health and support the InfoWar at InfoWarStore.com. Many Bothans died bring us this information. You can see here the Great Awakening orbiting the Great Reset. Although the depopulation systems of the Great Reset are not yet fully operational, the Great Reset does have a strong conspiracy network. It is protected by a satanic shield which can be disabled by the Great Awakening. The Great Reset must be deactivated if any victory for humanity is to be accomplished. Once the Great Awakening deactivates the shield, Infowars.com forward slash show will cover the truth while Infowarriors fly into the superstructure and attempt to knock out the Great Reset. Alex Jones has volunteered to lead the fighter attack. Get a signed copy of the Great Awakening today at Infowarsstore.com. 
Ladies and gentlemen, we're in a war against the globalist, and people can't identify who's a patron and who isn't. We want to identify as pro-human and anti-globalist. We want to let people know we're 1776 Part 2. That's why I designed this amazing 1776 red, white, and blue Gadsden flag shirt so you can support the info war and meet like-minded people everywhere when you wear it. When you wear these shirts, it creates an amazing amount of energy, and it's quite the adventure. So get your 1776 shirt right now at InfoWarsStore.com and get your Team Humanity InfoWars limited edition shirt right now at InfoWarsStore.com. Ladies and gentlemen, this is antithetical, the complete opposite of what the globalists are pushing. So get both the Team Humanity and the 1776 Gadsden Snake shirts limited edition at InfoWarsStore.com right now. Spread the word, meet like-minded people, and fund the 1776 revolution worldwide. In 60 seconds, I don't have time to tell you about all the incredible ingredients in TurboForce. But if you simply go to InfoWarsStore.com and look at the list of ingredients and look them up, every one of them is known to give you boosted, clean, focused energy without the letdown. We're talking up to 10 hours of clean energy per serving with TurboForce, exclusively available at InfoWarsStore.com. And it's discounted right now. And it doesn't just boost your body's clarity and focus and stamina, it also funds the InfoWar. So it's a 360 win. If you've never tried TurboForce, now is the time. It's got five-star reviews. TurboForce at InfoWarsStore.com will take your energy and your clarity to the next level without the letdown, and it funds the InfoWar, a true 360 win. So go get TurboForce today at InfoWarsStore.com, and I know you will not be disappointed because thousands of others have gotten it, and it has five-star reviews. Get TurboForce now. You're watching The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Welcome back, folks. Uh, we're going to move on from Israel here in just a second, but there's just a few more things I'd like to I'd like to cover in regards to our greatest ally. We're going to be joined in the third hour by John Ward, great uh, YouTuber, content creator. I'm very excited to talk to him about a, a number of uh, different topics, including a new series he's coming out with called The Monomyth. That is, is one of the most mind-blowing series of videos I've, I've ever seen. And I'm very excited to talk to him about that. We're going to continue to talk about AI and uh, illegal immigration and all sorts of other fun things to get into. But you know me, can't resist talking about the massive genocide taking place that we're doing on purpose uh, by supporting them and vetoing any ability of places like the UN to... Uh, tamp down on the horrible massacres. So let's talk about some other, you know, side effect things here from Gentile News Network at Gentile News Net on Twitter, post this Politico headline. Congressional staff tried to protect Gazan churches by sending locations to Israel. The Israeli military received and confirmed the coordinates of the church in covenant in covenant in Gaza, both of which aid groups say were later struck by rockets and snipers. Well, wow. Whoops. Whoopsies. I think that might be 
giving the bad people the benefit of the doubt a little bit too much. A little bit too much. They're like, if you're going to be slaughtering everyone in Gaza, here are the churches. You'll probably be wanting to avoid those. And Israel's like, oh, yeah, right, definitely. Oh, we'll definitely take uh, account of this. Fire the rockets. Fire the Send the snipers out. Kill the nuns. Yeah, it, uh, it didn't help. It didn't help. So, you know, sort of, sort of blows apart a couple different uh, talking points when it comes to Israel and Palestine. A lot of people don't realize that the churches um, that Palestine actually had, uh, a Christian population with churches and convents, uh, they, they think that Palestinians, I've heard so many times, if you go to Palestine, they'd kill you because you're a Christian. It's weird they didn't kill the Christians living amongst them for thousands of years. Never got around to that, did they? No, instead it was Israel. It was Israel that bombed the churches and uh, shot the nuns. So our greatest ally, folks, our greatest ally. Amazing. Dr. Eli David, one of the most repulsive people ever, just ever. In fact, I didn't pull it up, but I think it was Jake Shields posted up. Image of the before and after of Gaza. Before, it looks like a vibrant city with roads and buildings and people, the thing you would expect a city to have. And then the after image is literally dirt. There's not even a remnant of road remaining. And in response to this, Dr. Eli David is like, well, maybe they shouldn't have celebrated October 7th. It's just like, can you imagine? Can you imagine the, the, the blackness of the heart that's required to be like, well, the people that lived in an open-air prison and have been oppressed and routinely terrorized for the last 50 years celebrated a, a military, a successful military action on their behalf against their oppressors, and so they therefore deserve to be ground into dirt. It's just like, my God, honestly, it just, it is sickening. It is truly sickening when these people get uh, get comfortable saying this sort of stuff. It's It's really horrifying. So... He says, claim Israel wouldn't exist without U.S. aid. Absolutely true. Oh, it's absolutely true. And tell you what, and he says, fact, U.S. aid is 0.9% of Israel's GDP. Before we even get into the stats about the money, maybe we could try this out. I mean, they seem really like insulted with the idea that it's America support, American support that allows Israel to exist. They think that's not true. They're constantly saying, you know, that's stupid. There's no way that's true. We can defend ourselves. Let's give it a try. Let's give it a try. Let's have America not veto any ceasefire resolutions by the UN. Let's withdraw all of the aircraft carriers from the area. Let's get all of the American troops just out of the Middle East completely. If they're so insulted at the concept that America is the reason Israel can exist, let's give it a try. Let's have them go it on their own. We'll see how long that lasts, okay? It's just, you know, the the ingratitude, right? <laughs> America billions of dollars, tens of hundreds of billions of dollars and destroying our reputation worldwide with our uh, just sycophantic, just mind-blowing, like a inconceivable, inexplicable servitude to Israel. And then they're just like, you know, when people are like, hey, you know, we do a lot for you. They're just like, no, you don't. We don't need you. It's just like, oh, okay, maybe we can with maybe no more money. No more military support. No more international diplomatic support. How long do you think that would last? How long do you think that would last? Of course it's America. Of course America is the only reason Israel exists. These freaking liars. All right, so Noble underscore X underscore X underscore X 
is the account that posts this. Fun fact, when you don't manipulate the stats, the amount of aid the U.S. gives to Israel is staggering. Israel receives the equivalent of about $500 or $789 in 2004 money of aid per person per year. So just remember that. If you're struggling to make ends meet, $500 has been taken from you in the form of tax and given to uh, the first world free healthcare state of Israel. Egypt is the next closest and receives about $20 per person per year. So Israel gets 500. The next highest is Egypt with 20. Israel receives one sixth of us's total foreign aid sent and unlikely and Unlike most other recipients, they're a wealthy first world country. Israel's the only country that doesn't have to spend their aid within the U.S. Israel gets $3 billion of aid officially per year, although one congressman estimated it's closer to $4.3 billion with unofficial payments included. Israel's the only country that doesn't have to disclose what they spend their aid on. They can buy whatever they want, even if it's against U.S. interest, as it often is, I should add. Israel has a special deal where their aid is technically lent as interest-free loan. They're the only country with that arrangement. There's many more, but those are just some of the major ones. Israel's only country that receives their aid all at once at the beginning of the year rather than spread out through the year, this info is from Chapter 2 of the Israeli Lobby by John Mearsheimer. That's all very interesting. It's all very fascinating to me. I believe there's one more. Oh, this video. Yeah, let's go to this video quickly. Uh, clip number 24. Let's watch. Hi, uh, my name is Rich Siegel. Um, I'm a 25-year homeowner here in Teaneck. I'm Jewish. The reason that I'm telling you that I'm Jewish is because I have a concern about something that's going on in the Jewish community. On March 10th, there is scheduled to be an Israeli real estate sales event at the Keter Torah Synagogue. That event <laughs> violates both domestic law and international law violates domestic law because we had a Civil Rights Act in 1965 and a Fair Housing Act in 1968. We don't allow real estate events to be for whites only, for Jews only, for anybody only. Now, as Jews, we don't get to fly under the radar and break the law and hide it in the synagogue. It violates international law because uh, West Bank settlement homes are going to be available for sale at this real estate event. On the website, it lists three different West Bank settlements. Those settlements are in and of themselves illegal by international law. If we allow this sale to go through, we are enabling a local synagogue to violate both domestic anti-discrimination laws and international law. Now, there's other reasons we shouldn't allow it, okay? There's a genocide going on right now. I don't care who that offends. More than 35,000 people have been killed. More than 13,000 children have been killed. People in this community are in deep mourning. People in this community are angry. I'm angry. What this real estate event is going to do is it's going to fan the flames. If it goes forward, there will be a demonstration. 
I know there's going to be a demonstration because I'm going to organize it. So bravo, that guy standing up against this illegal settlements in the West Bank being sold at auction in America, but only for Jews. That seems kind of unfair, doesn't it? Not all energy drinks, not all energy powders, not all energy pills are made equal. A lot of them out there work really well. They wake you up and for a long time. The problem is they have a horrible letdown and they have ingredients in them that are not good for your body. TurboForce was developed by one of the top scientists, sports nutrition experts in the country. And obviously because of all the attacks on M4s, it was a private contract. But we paid him to develop what he believed with the ingredients available would be the best, cleanest, long-term, 10-hour clean energy. And we were able to develop TurboForce. Only takes a little bit and it time releases. Hits in about 30 minutes, but the different natural compounds that are in it synergistically work to give you energy on average for 10 hours with no letdown. Now that doesn't mean if you end up not sleeping all night on it, you're not gonna be tired the next day. But if you take it in the morning, say, and then work till midnight, I have no hangover from it, my crew doesn't, the listeners love it. So I wanna encourage all the viewers and listeners out there that wanna support the broadcast, at the same time get an incredible product, go to InfoWarsStore.com today and peruse the site. And while you're there, get a canister of TurboForce. We used to have it in little individual serving packets, but most folks told us a full packet was too much. So now it's in a single scooper, and this formula is even stronger. That's why it's TurboForce Plus. Ladies and gentlemen, TurboForce doesn't just boost your focus and your clarity and your stamina and your libido and so much more. It doesn't just do it in a clean, focused way. It also funds the info war. Are there a few other energy drinks and energy mixes out there that are, quite frankly, just as good? Yeah, this guy that developed ours developed those as well. But this is in the top three or four in the world. It works the best, and it funds the InfoWar, a 360 win. Get TurboForce today on sale at InfoWarStore.com. There's a big awakening happening, but people aren't getting how bad it is. Here's a Bongino getting into some of the document, and then he goes into other parts. The full thing, he said he's going to release more of it. We're trying to get him on the show. He sure as hell should come on. He's got these documents. But they talk about bumping me, bumping Trump, bumping Roger. Bumping means from literally bumping somebody with your shoulder to killing somebody. But the term is used in law enforcement when mafia basically starts intimidating or harassing people up to the point of killing. It means terrorizing people. Here it is. Folks, I've never shown you this before. And I debated showing it to you now. My list is more than 26 names. I'm obviously not going to tell you who I got this from. But the list of people to bump and target with, you know, Russian interaction and, and, and spying, put it on the screen. I've never shown you this before. This is from my source. Ted Cruz, Donald Trump, Ben Carson. Some of the names are not spelled right. It's for a reason I can't describe. I'll, I'll maybe go into it at a different time. Don Trump Jr., Eric, Ivanka, Lara Trump. Melania, Jared Kushner, Jason Miller, Dave Bossie, Sam Clovis, Paul Manafort, Jason Johnson, Carter Page, Papadopoulos, Alice Stewart, Victoria Coates, Christopher Bourne, Jason Osborne, Chris Christie, Don McGahn, Michael Cohen, Sporon, Michael Flynn, Alexander Jones, Jeff Sessions, Rudy Giuliani, Roger Stone. You think you're living in a safe country when that's going on? It's the same reason everybody's leaving New York, because now they're going to grab everybody's property. These people 
are 100% evil. hour by john ward still a lot of stories to get to here in this uh, final segment my lord i mean we're okay all right we're going to get to as much as possible it seems at this point like like everything's just happening so fast in so many different directions and uh it used to be used to be kind of easier for infowars because while we cover a, a wide swath of topics there was only a few stories in each one of those topics we could get to to all of them because we don't hyper focus on on one thing or another there are other outlets that do that and we depend on them for the information this is a human intelligence network that we're at the center of but it's like almost too much. I mean, the, the threats against the First Amendment videos of, of, that we have of people saying, people in the media or people in, the, in politics going on places like CNN and saying like, you know, the First Amendment really makes it inconvenient because we can be accused of censorship when we try to limit people's speech. It's like, yeah, 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 dummy, obviously. So like the threats against the First Amendment where you've got journalists being thrown in jail for documenting the protest on January 6th, four years after, after the event took place, three years, whatever. You've got judge holds veteran journalist Catherine Harridge in contempt for refusing, uh, for refusing to reveal her sources, finding her $800 a day for refusing to divulge her sources in a series of stories, stories published in 2017 when she was a correspondent at Fox News. And these stories, of course, had to do with Hunter Biden, the FBI, all sorts of other you know, government corruption. So the government is now attempting to find out who tattled on them. It's charging a journalist $800 a day for not, refusing, for not revealing her sources, uh, that's what we call a complete and total violation of the First Amendment, the death of free speech, a free press, and democracy itself. It's not voting for Trump. That's the death of democracy. It's the criminalization of free speech. That's the threat, of de- uh, threat against democracy. I'll have you know. But we've also got the, the P. Diddy allegations which is not a, it's not a small thing. It's actually just the musical industry version of the Epstein setup. And just like we, we told you, I mean, you know, it's been our position since before most people even knew who Jeffrey Epstein was, that Epstein was not the kingpin in all of this. He was serving a master. He was serving an intelligence agency, Mossad. And he had people pulling his strings, like the mega group under... You know, Israeli dual citizen uh, corporate masters here in America. And the same thing with P. Diddy. He's not the 
end of the chain of command either, but very similar things with sex with underage people, cameras in every room, a lot of accusations up to and including murder. And it was one of the things that I didn't really touch on when I was talking about this like a week ago before these allegations even came out. I was talking about P. Diddy himself explicitly talking about the so-called flavor camp that he ran in the 90s where Usher as a 13 or 14-year-old kid was sent to live with P. Diddy and basically it was just continuous orgies in every part of the house and, and just total corruption and talking about the way that A-list celebrities are, are manufactured and they're sort of put through a gauntlet of abuse to prove that they're malleable and manipulatable and compliant to the demands of the people above them, making sure, guaranteeing that in music and movies and every other possible way, the idols that we looked up to as children were spineless moral blanks that had one shared characteristic, and that was their willingness to debase themselves and degrade themselves for fame. This is a longstanding process. Of course, Harvey Weinstein was a kingpin of this in Hollywood, guaranteeing that anybody who won an Oscar first had to prostrate themselves in front of the Goblin King. It's just all, this is all just going on, just happening. And of course, they launched the Me Too movement, criticizing you, which is just the most absurd. The fact that they pull this off, it's such an indictment on the American people. It's such a embarrassing thing for the American people to fall for the Me Too movement, saying all men in all positions of power are abusive. It's like, it's like Harvey Weinstein gets caught with his hand in the cookie jar, stealing cookies, instead of being like, ah, gee, I got caught. Sorry, nobody around going, that guy's stealing cookies. Instead, it's like, yeah, this is a lesson we should all learn. We should all, we all men in America have to learn to stop stealing from the cookie jar. No, this was you. You disgusting scumbag. But they somehow turned it from, look at this systematic exploitation of our stars. And it's like a filter that our stars have to pass through. A filter that stops virtue, <laughs> right? If you have virtue, if you have, if you'll stand up against somebody trying to abuse you, you don't make it in Hollywood. That's the filter. It's Harvey Weinstein. They take the revelation of this and they turn it into the hashtag me too movement, which destroys like hundreds of people's lives on false allegations and has these extremist leftist women convinced that, you know, their coworker is Harvey Weinstein himself when it all just came out of Harvey Weinstein. It all just came out of the abusive system in Hollywood, exclusively in Hollywood. And yet Hollywood gets up and then lectures all of us about how we need to stop being so abusive. I, it's the fact that we fall for this. The fact that the American people allowed this to happen, really, it's an indictment. It's an indictment on us and our system and the control that they have. Really incredible. So the Diddy allegations are uh, very similar to this. Uh, Diddy allegations aren't entertainment. They're disturbing, according to Rolling Stone. The right response to the mounting accusations against the bad boy founder should be empathy for the victims, not mockery. Well, uh, nobody's mocking it, but also empathy for the victims only goes so far. It should be, I, I mean, it just literally sounds like they're setting up another Me Too thing where the, the controllers of hip hop for the past 30 plus years are busted running exploitation schemes. And, and because again, once you make these people idols, once you make them A-list stars, then celebrities want to meet them. Then politicians can get a bump, big bump in the polls by 
associating with them. So you you have a it's a whole of society sort of operation where the music industry, the film industry, the political industry under Jeffrey Epstein are all running these same sort of operations where they're running it. It's a, it's a blackmail exploit ex, uh, extortion ring controlling every aspect of the media and politics in this country. And it's run on the ground by people like P. Diddy, apparently, allegedly, I'll add, or Jeffrey Epstein, confirmedly, <laughs> I'll concede. But in reality, it's being run by intelligence agencies, including the CIA and the FBI, who, of course, have since J. Edgar Hoover had a very long history of both cooperating with the mafia and the mob and running black rail, uh, blackmail and extortion rings themselves. It's sort of the point of their existence, actually. So we'll have to get into this. I guess we'll get into it uh, next week. I'll put together some stuff uh, over the weekend. Again, you know, shout out to uh, at, what is it, Can't Cancel This Clothing, Ian... Ian, whatever, shoot, <laughs> I just had him pulled up. But uh, the TikTok guy that we played a few days ago has broken this down in a series of videos. I could just play them, but we'll, we'll do our own research and, and even expand the view out from uh, what he talks about. Ian Carroll, I think his name's Ian Carroll, uh, and he's on, on X and, and TikTok and has done some pretty good breakdowns of this. If you want the story before next week where we'll break it down and tie it in, to a lot of other blackmail rings that we see across the world. But all of these things happening all at once, all at the same time, and it seems like it's like the coming out party of the New World Order, where before they had to conceal their activities, they have now determined that the American people are too stupid, confused, browbeaten, misaligned to actually do anything about the criminal activities, and so they're just doing it openly at this point, and that's a, that's a troubling place to be in, and it makes it hard for me to cover all the things that are happening when they're happening so rapidly and at such scale. But we will continue to try to untangle the web that is trapping us in a technocratic control grid. I hope you can support us in this mission. You're not going to find anyone on TV or radio covering this stuff, this stuff to this depth. Infowarsstore.com is the only way that we get funding. It's the only way to support us, InfoWarsStore.com. You can donate there, and we absolutely appreciate that. But get yourself a product. It'll improve your own life. It'll improve your own health, because we're all about confronting these issues at two levels. The political level, where we encourage activism and getting out and spreading the word and trying to change things systematically. And also the personal level, where you as an individual have to protect yourself against the poisons, spiritual, mental, psychological, that are uh, affronting you. Working at InfoWars is a very demanding job, and hosting a three-hour talk show is very demanding as well. And I've got two sources for energy and focus, both available at InfoWarsStore.com. In fact, I never go on air without them at my desk. Turbo Force Plus, 10 hours of clean energy in one scoop of Turbo Force Plus from InfoWarsStore.com. So I take it maybe 30 minutes, an hour before the show. I've got plenty of energy to get ready, go through all the news, work with the crew to have all the elements ready to go. Turbo Force Plus, InfoWarsStore.com. And then I've got extra energy even beyond that. If I want to do interviews late into the night or help edit videos, 
come up with names and titles for the segments, I always go to TurboForce Plus. Go to InfoWarsStore.com, get yourself some TurboForce Plus, take advantage of this sale while supplies last. Just one more thing. Never do I go on air without my Brain Force Plus as well. For mental clarity, mental focus, mental energy, also available at InfoWarsStore.com. If you've got a big presentation at work, a big exam coming up, go to InfoWarsStore.com, get yourself some TurboForce Plus and some BrainForce Plus, and you'll support the InfoWar in the process. TurboForce Plus, BrainForce Plus, InfoWarsStore.com. What did he just say? He said there's a storm coming in. I know. We told you what was going to happen, and it did. Now we're telling you what's coming. Band.video. Dot Dot video.